right now, I didn't. I, I... Why did I play this first? We should hear this whole song. On her back. <laughs> oh. Alright, I'm sorry. We, we had to pick one, right, of the 17 nominees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction in 2022. Go again! Two minutes later! <laughs> Just go ahead. Let's, let's let it roll. Girls on film! And see, while there's nothing explicitly pornographic about this song, yeah, okay, it's okay. Lipstick cherry all over the lens. Yeah, no, I don't know. This came out when I was like, what, prepubescent, but starting to understand pubescence a little bit. And um, Duran Duran, yes, they were handsome English gentlemen. I always assumed that they were sort of a little frou-frou, a little too above it all. And so when I got the opportunity to interview Simon LeBon, lead singer of the band, I was like, oh, he's going to be this insufferable. And again, people don't write angry letters. Just kidding. I don't care if you write angry <laughs> letters. But like you think of Brian Ferry of Roxy Music, right? It's like fancy yeah. lad yeah, with the yeah. bow ties. I thought that's what Simon LeBon was going to be like. This guy is as working class as working class gets, told some of, and I can't even remember any of them, told filthy jokes that made me blush that I'm like, I literally met you 15 minutes ago, bro. And he was one of, when you go in with expectations in any situation, right, and you have that balloon popped in the best possible way, Simon LeBon is fucking rad. I had an uncle that worked for Capitol Records, mm-hmm. and my I was living down in Arizona, but my sister got a call from my uncle, and he said, hey, would you like to invite a friend to go with you to see Duran Duran? Come on. And my sister's like, are you kidding me? He goes, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick you up in a car, and we're going to go see Duran Duran. Oh, my God. What he didn't tell her is that in the limo was Duran Duran. Stop it! And my sister said it was one of those out-of-body experiences, and her friend just had this look of, like, terror and joy. Like, it was just unbelievable. So they were supposed to go out to a nice dinner, but I don't know if it was Simon LeBon or whatever the hell, Taylor, somebody Nick other. Rhodes, or, yeah. so it was Simon and Nick Rhodes, yeah. and then the other three guys' last names were Taylor, not one of them related to the other. Really? Three. They're real names. Independent Taylors, all real names. Okay, so one of them kept saying... I just want a Whopper. I've never tried a Whopper. Let's go oh try God. a Whopper. Because my sister said, if he said Whopper one more time, I was going <laughs> to fall out of love with him. But that's what they did. They went through the Burger King drive-thru. So a, nobody would mess with them. gorgeous in a limo. Car. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's like eight people smashed in this limo. And they went through a drive-thru. See, and that life sounds amazing to people, but never knowing where you are, never being able to not live out of a suitcase. I mean, again, right, the universe seeks a balance, right? And so I'm sure there are parts that were amazing, but then, so I guess my point is, like, don't ever try to, like, befriend rock stars, because their no. lives are no less difficult than yours. In yeah. fact, in many cases, although the heights are dizzying, the depths are very dark often, right? Just, it's a weird, different life. So don't try to befriend them, but if you get one night like that, like, I, I, I've got a couple similar stories like that that we're not going to share now. No. Anyway, never. we haven't even te- told people what this show is. What, what are they listening to right now? It's the Brian Oak Show. Dun, 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 dun. Episode 224. It's very exciting. A lot of high production value. Yep. Dancing girls. We'll have plate spinners by later. And a guy who has a monkey for a ventriloquist dummy. We're not doing any of that. We played Duran Duran <laughs> because they are one of the 17 bands who were announced yesterday as being on the potential nominee list of the 2022 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And all I want to mention briefly before we get to today's guest is people who are always like, Dolly Parton shouldn't be in there. That's not rock and roll. Fela Cootie should be in there. Afrobeat's not rock and roll. Rage Against the Machine, that's Tribe not called tech. Quest. Yeah. Fuck off. Everyone yeah. take a deep breath and relax. I think we all came to understand... I don't know, literally the day it opened, that it's a pop culture Hall of Fame. It right? really it, is. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and again, so if if you take it that seriously, 
start up a 4chan group with your friends and really dive deep on who should be in the fucking Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Understand that all kinds of different music informed America, informed Western culture, and changed its trajectory. And literally every one of these artists on the top 17 that are up for nominees right now, first timers are Beck, Duran Duran, who we already heard, Eminem, absolutely deserving, Dolly Parton, probably the patron saint of American music that's still alive right now, Lionel Richie, Carly Simon, and Tribe Called Quest. Those are all the first timers. Pat Benatar. Kate Bush, Devo, Eurythmics, Judas Priest, Fela Kuti, MC, the MC motherfucking five, New York Dolls, uh, and and uh, Dion Warwick. You can make a very very strong pop- proper argument that every one of those seventeen deserves to be enshrined in uh, in American music history. Absolutely, they all changed it in some way or another and had their place in their time that was phenomenal. Probably the least likely to make this list of nominations and rather get elected into this year's class. And it's not the first time that they have been nominated. But people understand that this band changed things, right? So we go back to the late 60s. And the late 60s were an explosive, unbelievably creative time in terms of Western musical output. But there was a band out of Detroit, Michigan called the MC5 who were not afraid of anything. They literally were as political as you could possibly be, as loud as you could possibly be. A lot of people like to give another Detroit band, the Stooges, the credit for inventing Mm -hmm. punk rock. I would argue as stringently as possible that this band, equally responsible, the MC5 on The Brian Oak Show. Again, in my humble opinion, perspective is everything when it comes to music history of any sort. There have been bands that have been much louder, much more abrasive in the last 50 years, to say the very least. 
But when you take into account the late 60s between sort of the folkies who are still hanging on like Trini Lopez and the new Christy Minstrels or the bands that were taking psychedelia and deep directions going weird like the Pink Floyd MC5 were dirty and raw and real and immediate. The kind of band that before a circle pit was invented, you're like, fuck, I need to get into the pit. So that was late 60s? Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Out of Detroit, I would have man. thought late 70s, no, not late 60s. late 60s. Wow. And so MC5 and the Stooges, you know, you can say what you want about the coast. Mm-hmm. We have a great East Coast and a great West Coast from what I hear. Just ask them. They'll tell you. Oh, yeah. Uh, but out of Detroit, <laughs> literally punk rock was born deep in the weird, quiet, industrial heart of this great land we call America. I want to thank uh, Smart Start MN. We didn't even mention that we are finally, after weeks, back in the Smart Start oh. MN studio. You got sick. I got sick. We're all better now. Luckily, today's guest is being exposed to pathogens he can only begin to imagine. It's got to be exciting for him. (laughs) (laughs) Smart Start MN is Minnesota's original ignition lock, ignition interlock company. Why is that important? Well, they were the ones who were here who started this program out. They worked with the legislature and the powers of the state to find a way to get people who break the law in an extremely unfortunate way, drinking and driving, to get you back in your vehicle. You have to drive. Everyone, I mean, if you own a car and you are a driver, you know that you can't not drive. I'm sure Mike and Ed were the type of guys that were, you know, they went to law school. They were making decent money. And it takes a special person to not be lazy like you and I would be after going through law school and spending all that time to say to yourself, I'm already making enough dough, but I should actually do something to help these people that are getting their licenses taken away and their lives ruined because of it. Sometimes losing their job, losing their spouses, losing their homes over a big mistake. Right. I'm going to go to the legislature and, and make this thing happen. So you got well, to you, you, love them for the work that they did. I think that's a brilliant point because you don't have to do anything. They're doing fine and they're doing a fine job yeah. by the community and they're representing people. And they're like, what if we made this easier and better for people? Obviously, they're making money. My God, I hope they're making money. That's why, yeah. you, I mean, that's why you do certain things. But you bring up the excellent point of the fact they're like, what if we made the place we live in better? And that's... You know, again, I don't think we're doing anything noble on this show. Well, now that we know them, it's it's very apparent why they did what they did, because they're just fantastic guys. Yeah, that, they are. We can actually help you save even more money. Go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show. That'll get you 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock. I don't know where to start with today's guest, because he is accomplished in his own right. Been a member of several bands produced a very, very popular local fanzine back in the day. I mean, this guy is as adjacent to rock and roll as you can be and be someone who lives in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul. But here's the weird part. I'm going to drop a little fun bomb on you right now, Sean, before we say hi to today's guest. Yeah. (laughs) Um, When I was young, I lived in Coon Rapids. Mm -hmm. And then my parents started to do a little better and moved over to the tonier side of Coon oh. Rapids. We moved over from Idlewise by the high school, right by the tracks there. Mm-hmm. We were right on the railroad track. Yeah. yeah, we moved away from that for a brand new, beautiful development that was right on the edge of Blaine along University Avenue. Well, the cool thing about that neighborhood was that there was this incredible age spread of all the kids. Like, there were people from 10th grade to 2nd grade, but nobody was in the same grade. It was kind of amazing. We had this really cool spread of kids. Well, literally from the time I was in fourth grade, which what does the math say? 12? 10? Fourth grade? Usually yeah. 9 or 10. 10 years old. So I knew this guy for a good long 7-8 years because not next door, but the house next over, this guy grew up next to me. Rich Horton, who grew up in what we like to call the North Suburban Cultural Corridor. Thanks to our good friend, Martin Greninger. Um, he went to college for a while, but doing what every intelligent young man does, said, F this, college is for losers, which we've both come to regret since we made the same choice there. He has been... <laughs> same he, school, too, right? Winona State? Yes, I did. Yep. Wow. One year in for real? State. Yep. That's why I went, because you were going to go back, but you didn't go back. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like we're having a breakthrough right oh, now. Yeah, like, yeah, did, no, I, did I lead you along? No. You, you told some good stories about it, so I... Well, here's the thing. I love my first year at Winona State, but then my second, or I love my first semester, sorry. Um, after that, I kind of lost the thread. 
it's, <laughs> it's, it's a cool school. It's the first place I ever did radio. Second girl I ever took out for ice cream. Um, <laughs> it was it was an amazing place. But Rich, you and I grew up next to each other, and if there was something truly embarrassing that you could say about me and this is my podcast i'm asking you openly you and i i mean we met when i was 10 years old and you were nine years old right and yes, we were yeah. maybe maybe not take a bullet for type friends but we grew up two doors away from each other we played together all the time i was at your house you were at my house we did sleepovers we did yeah. all the stuff right S- star wars and oh my a lot of time together mm-hmm. and- so if there was anything genuinely embarrassing about me that you could tell right now with zero fear of repercussion, does anything come to mind? Um, I don't know if the story, you told me this story, <laughs> but I don't know if it was, it's not really that embarrassing, but it's really funny that, uh, do you remember a time when you took your sister's stuffed animals and hung them in her room and left a note saying that they couldn't take it anymore? Do you remember that at all? That's a little. That's a little. That's a therapy moment right that, there. That shit's dark. I um. Yeah, don't now here, here's Brian. the weird thing. Here's the weird thing. As we were discussing before we started firing up the microphones, <laughs> since you and I, we our our friendship goes back literally more than forty years. I, there are parts that I have literally no recollection of, and parts that I'm like crystal clear. Remember, like it was last week. I don't remember that. However, I don't doubt you for a second because. <laughs> My sister, Jennifer, is a wonderful individual, but we were six years apart, so we never really fought over anything. So I think I was a little flippant. I wonder, I wonder <laughs> if, the, if the darkness that's welled up in her is partial, I'm partially responsible for. Might be. Partially? I, I, I hung, I hung her stuffed animals that, in the that's room. That's what you told me. So like I, like I with nooses? Yeah, I didn't see it, but you had told me the story, so... Rich, you grew up in Coon Rapids. <laughs> I, I, I knew your parents. I knew your family. You and I knew each other growing up. Yeah. And you and I started to go through the same exploration that happened to a lot of people in the 80s, right? We grew up listening to the popular radio stations. Yeah. So you hear the pop music, you hear the country music, you hear the rock and roll music. Yeah. And then at some point for both of us, this weirdness started to trip in, right? Like hardcore, new wave. And, like, and, and there were little droplets of it here and there on the radio. But all of a sudden, and again, pre-internet, you had to know people. You had to go places you and i this is going to be a story that sean's going to laugh and laugh about <laughs> my first band i was ever in was with with rich back in the day and we'll talk more about that what ahead. was the name yep. no we'll get there we're gonna get there <laughs> in a second right. i want to finish my question first what 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 do you remember being the first thing musically that challenged what you thought you knew and like sort of like the cracks begin to appear in the seams uh well this and this is connected to you again i think for might have been my eleventh birthday or twelfth birthday. You gave me the KTEL full tilt. Do you remember that at all? Wait, so That's I have a record. ton of KTEL stuff. Yes, but fu- I, you know, full tilt, high energy, rock eighty, mega rock. I mean, I, yeah, I, 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 can't, I can't. I so can't. So there was that one, and then it had. Um, I think it had uh, Blondie on it. It had Joe Jackson. It had just a bunch of bunch of hits on it. See, that's my favorite era, like yeah. late seventies yeah. to early eighties, is what we're talking yeah, about. They there, were, it didn't. It seemed like they were a little underground, though, like not totally, yeah, out out there. But they were still one hit type of songs, yeah, yeah. Like that so, but like uh, that Joe Jackson, is she really going out with me? It was like just hit me like it's a killer song. Yeah, the, the way he's talking and the way the way you know, and he's but, mad and he and <laughs> my imagination of him was more rock looking, you know. But you look at him, you know, he's just a kind of a normal looking guy you know in real life but well before we we before we uncover more of your early musical past we should mention that you've been in a few bands and most recently your band is tragic hands and you have brand new music so we're gonna hear i I just don't like to go too long before we hear songs okay so you and we'll and again we'll get back to the birth of tragic hands but we have a couple more apparently deep philosophical moments to uncover uh, here in the not too distant future um but before we do so this is is this brand new music that we're about to hear this is brand new music has yes. anyone ever heard it before outside um, of the band family friends that sort of thing these two songs no we released a couple songs on uh band camp but this is uh these two songs have they i did uh we did kind of like a little focus group thing of musician friends and sent it out that way but not to the general public well here we go a, a brian oak show premiere episode 224 i have no idea what the song is called rich tell me about this song and what it's called okay which one are we playing here the guy we have two. two do you see the mouse right there it's going to show you 
There's one and two. Okay, uh, let's see. Stranded? Stranded. Let's play that one first. All right. That, that'd be good. So tell me about this song. Well, it's kind and of... And then give me a stranded, stranded, stranded. Stranded. Just kidding. Tell me about the song. <laughs> yeah, the, the funny part about this song is when we did the focus thing, nobody seemed to pick this one as a standout one, but it's one that I really like of the songs we did. It's a little more mellower. has a little call out to the police in it um, towards the end of it, so you can listen for that. But uh, it's kind of a pandemic song and the fact that you know stranded kind of the quarantine thing but more just just of uh being stranded like with everything going on politics and all that stuff kind of just you know feeling feel alone sometimes kind of thing i got that take it focus group from Tragic Hands, we've got Rich Horton from. Do you prefer Rich or Richard these Rich, days? Rich is good. Yeah. Have, have you have you have matured into sort of the sophisticated Richard personality? No, not really. Not really. Okay, I'll, good. I'm glad to hear it because I only know you as Rich. That would be yeah. very weird for me. How about how do we feel about Richie at this point in your well, life? All my aunts call me Richie. Of so. course they do. Oh, yeah, that's your thing. Yes, it's yes. a familial thing. Yep. Um, so your band, Tragic Hands, that's a brand new song that's not been shared with the public before. So let's say people are like, mmm, spicy, I'm hungry. Where do I find it? Where do people go to learn about Tragic Hands? Well, we have our uh, band camp, camp page, which is tragichands.bandcamp.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, there you can pre-order the album, which is 10 songs. And then this this will be one of the songs that's on it. And then there's... Two songs available to listen to right now. You can check out. So. When does the actual when does the release? It's, happen? Uh, 17th of uh, February. Okay, so we're only two weeks away. Yeah, a just a couple away, weeks yep. away. We're absolutely fine. All right, very good. Yep. We'll talk more with Rich and hear more about Tragic Hands momentarily. First, I really want to focus on Sean. Hi, Sean. Well, hey, Brian. How are you? You know, pretty good. Glad, actually, to, be, actually, glad to be healthy. Aside from all the sarcasm, are you actually good? I am. Actually, my left ear is finally clearing up after some antibiotics, but that was one of my little secondary issues from having the Rona, um, or the vid, as they call it. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, the left ear is finally clearing up after a month. 
You finally got a leech in there, right? To suck out the poison? That's what it takes. Get the ghosts out. good bloodletting. Get the ghosts out with a good (laughs) bloodletting. That's what you you need. (laughs) In all sincerity, I'm glad you're happy. And I know that you and I both care a lot about this podcast. I mean, otherwise we're not at 220 some episodes right now. But we also have other irons in the fire, right? We do. Here's the thing. Now, I'm not savvy when it comes to finance or business. As you may have known, this probably won't That was come. your agreement right away. Like, look, dude, don't ask me to do any of that shit because it's not my not my thing. I, I just, I, I can't. That's why we're pals and business partners. But I do understand that having multiple revenue streams in one life, although it can make things more complicated around tax time, means that also if one thing goes away, you're not completely effed in the A. Yeah, the crazy thing is that uh, real estate's really popping early this year and i don't know if it's because the rates are are, they're going up slightly but it's nothing like when you and i bought our first homes when they were in the sixes even when i bought my first home the woman who sold it she's like i've been a realtor for 25 years yeah we used to sell homes at 21 percent and i'm like Really? Like all you're paying is interest for ten years. Right. When interest rates are I, that I'm high. like, oh, and then so at five point nine eight, I couldn't yeah. say no. Yeah. And they're still so far below when you and I bought our they're homes. They're super low, so your buying power is great. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of listings this spring because of that. The people are like, okay, I've waited long enough. It's time to do it. I'm actually uh, traveling, uh, going to a place in Hopkins tomorrow. Then I got to go to Clear Lake, uh, Minnesota, and then I'm going to Buffalo on Sunday. So things are picking up, and people are kind of ready to jump. If you know somebody that's looking to buy or sell, 612-859-2594. And this year, I'm doing what I did last year, and it's uh, giving away a portion of every buy or sell to a local musician or band. Of the buyer or seller's choice. Yeah, they get to choose unless... I've had a couple people that are like, I can't do this. It's too overwhelming. (laughs) I can't handle it. But but I know that my latest sale is going to go to the Bad Posture Club. They just played at the 331 a couple of nights ago. Pretty cool little uh, duo band there that I've seen a couple of times. So it'll be going to them. That was a place that I just sold on uh, 42nd and 45th in Longfellow. So if you're thinking about moving, even if you're not like ready, like we no. need to move out of here tomorrow. If it's even a, just to talk about the possibilities, please give my friend Sean a call number one more time. Yeah, 612-859-2594. Rich Horton, you and I grew up together and I don't mean to spend too much time on it, but it's worth noting in that I always sort of in a fantastical way want to be a member of a band. But did not have the, this is going to, again, Sean, brace yourself. Here comes a shock. (laughs) Did not have the willpower or the wherewithal to really dedicate myself to learning an instrument. So I thought, well, I can be a goofball and scream into a microphone. Let's pop quiz, hotshot. Sean, our first band together, well, really our only band together, and it was very short-lived. Let's not judge. What was the year? Give me a year. 85. Okay. That sound about right, Sounds Rich? right around there, yeah. Okay. So you're like yeah. 17 or 18? Our first band, yeah. And, okay. and again, I had recently discovered Husker Du, Dead oh. Kennedys. He's listening to a lot of rock and roll. So Rich is playing the guitar. I am screaming into a microphone. Again, it may have been three rehearsals. It might have not even been that long. Do you remember who played drums on it? Like, a, like I think it was just one drum, like a... No. Scott Colden? Do you remember? remember oh, my God. On? Yes, that guy. <laughs> that guy turned me on to Louis L'Amour and yeah. all kinds of Western yeah. novels. Yeah. He was into that stuff. I think he turned Really? Out, I think he ended up being a farmer. I think he had his own farm for a while as far as This know, is so. a very, very weird and specific 1983 to 86 time capsule of Coon Rapids I wanna, right now. I want to try three guesses at the name of the band. All right. So, first of all, let me. I'll, I'll give you the initials. Three words. P-O-L. Pop quiz, hot shot, boom. Point of law? <laughs> nope. Um, Think a little dirty. Think a little dirty. Oh, di- pussies. Rich, no, oh, no, 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 not that dirty. <laughs> oh, Rich. I guess it's not dirty. <laughs> it's not dirty, it's uh, a medical term. <laughs> oh. Okay. okay. Come on. Oh, P-O-L. Yeah. What is it? Post-orgasmic letdown. Oh, God. Do you know what our signature hit was? A medical term. (laughs) It is. Look (laughs) it it up. That's actually a medical term. Wow. I thought it was going to be like fart knocker or scuzz bucket or something like that. No, no, no. Here's the thing, man. We were both educated. The northern suburbs, although very weird and very white, were not a terrible place to grow up. Did you enjoy growing up there? I I enjoyed growing up there, yeah. So then why did you leave? 
I don't know. Minneapolis is cooler. It was cool. Same. No, yeah. Dude, the second I was old enough, I moved right downtown. You got your passports. You're like, we're going to Minneapolis. Yep, totally. <laughs> so you're prior to being in the band you're in now, Tragic Hands, you were in a band called Marcus Noise. Tell me about yes. the, the birth of Marcus Noise. Well, Marcus Noise was started in, in Coon Rapids, that area, with some uh, musicians there. And uh, that's why I moved to Minneapolis, because we were, oh, you got to be closer to the clubs and stuff like that yeah, downtown. Get into stuff. the shows, meet the people, do the thing. And I got both both my bandmates to move downtown too, as well. And one of them didn't like it too much, but, <laughs> but yeah, playing and stuff. And we we played for about three four years and got a little bit of little bit of press and stuff like that, and Cake Magazine and all that stuff, and and uh, played the entry and Uptown Bar and a bunch now of let's places. be clear Uptown though, like bar. when you, I mean, Rift is. One step up from a proper fanzine, right? I mean, Rift is blood, sweat, and tears. This is pre-internet. You're putting this together by hand, and you're not getting rich. Put, oh, you're, no, you're no. not like a major publisher. You're doing this because you love the scene. You love music. I mean, it had to take every single minute. Whatever your real job was, it had to take every single minute of your free time. Yeah, originally I was working at Kinko's, like every you know musician in town. Perfect yeah, place you know, to put a fanzine now, bro. And that's what I originally was doing. the The original version of it was was a fanzine was stapled together, copied or whatever. And then later on, when I uh, I was working for a place called Copycats Media in town here that does CDs and DVDs and stuff like that. Right. Then uh, we did a actual fancy print edition later on, where we did twenty. I think we did twenty six issues back then. So it kind of transferred from there to there. And, in between. So. I totally get it. Well, well, we'll talk more about that and what the future, the immediate future holds for Tragic Hands in terms of getting out, playing, promoting this new release that's coming out in about two weeks' time. But we should probably hear another one of your songs first. Okay. So this next song we're going to hear, what do you think it's called, Sean? Oh, I know what it's called. It's right here. Oh. Noteworthy Saviors. Yes. Rich, tell me about Noteworthy Saviors. That's kind of a song. I The way I write my lyrics is kind of uh, just kind of stream on what I'm playing on and then what sounds kind of cool, and I kind of figure out what it's about as I go. And uh, this one's kind of about, you know, those weird dreams you have when you wake up at 2 in the morning and it wakes you up and you're thinking about weird stuff for about an hour after that, and it's kind of, it's kind of about that and sleep and that kind of thing. So, Sean, I think that Rich is high right now. <laughs> I think it's a lot like your post-organic letdown. Post-orgasmic. Orgasmic, that's right. There's a organic is very different. I see what you're saying. You didn't. You missed the telling what the our main song was. Oh no. Oh, dude, our Please, hit. No. No. Our hit. The hit. Yeah. Oh, don't you dare! It was called Marlboro Man. Would you like me to share a little bit of it with you? No. Too bad, my show. <laughs> the Marlboro Man is riding high. <laughs> Smoke some cigarettes and you will die. And then Rich would dive oh, in yes. with the guitar. The opening verse, and this is the last thing I'm going to share with you. Oh, oh my God! I'm forgetting the very first line. I got the next three. Um, tobacco propaganda that we just can't ignore. 30-foot billboards knocking down your door. Even with commercials banned from the TV, there's more people with cancer than people with VD. Wow. Boom! So if I had not been so lazy and found a girlfriend, Rich, we might have changed the world. Did you write those magical lyrics? Every one of them. Wow. In my journal. You might have missed your calling. I don't think I did. Let's go ahead and hear some tragic hands on the Brian Oak Show. I can't explain, I crawled in the cage, my mind 
A song called Satan is My Master by Tragic Hands uh, on the Brian Oak Show. I'm just kidding. What's it called again? Uh, Noteworthy Saviors. Noteworthy Saviors. Very good. So that's also on Pillow on the Sofa, the latest album, right? Yep. So you actually went into Terrarium Studios, a renowned recording location here in town, worked with Jason Orris. Did you really bang out the whole record in two days? Well, we banged out the uh, recording of it. Right. And and he even said afterwards, like, surprised that we got it done so fast, but then... You know, he took a couple of weeks to mix it down and stuff like that on his own. So okay, yeah. Well, what you have to do, right? Yep. There's the engineering, there's the mastering, there's the mixing, yep. there's everything that comes with going into the. Do you enjoy the studio experience at all, or would you rather just be bashing out on the stage? No, it's actually more fun to just go in the studio. It's really, like, yeah, I like it. It's good experience, and especially there, it was it was amazing, and everything sounded great. And okay, well, I mean, and, and I don't doubt there's some joy there, but to me, I feel like, especially after the last couple of years, we've had that live experience thing. Most artists genuinely feed off it. Do you curl up into a fetal position? Is that what you're telling no, me right I, now? I like to play live, but it's just something about recording and just getting getting it down on, you know, and not taping. Well, it's your creation anymore, but, too, yeah. which is kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, but, so do you know when to say when? Like, I mean, like you're recording, you're like, what if we did this? What if we put this verb on that track? What if we, like, how do you know when to say when? Actually, I'm pretty good at it. Uh, my guitar player, Darren, um, he likes to, he was the one who was like, oh, we should put a tambourine here or whatever. And he's, <laughs> right, right. he's the one who did that. And then we just kind of, as we were doing the overdubs the second day, we were going to do vocals. And then he'd say, oh, we should do this. And then he did the keyboard on two of the tracks and stuff like that. So he's the one who liked to add the stuff. And But me, I'm I'm good with just I'm a straightforward bang it out. out. Yeah, bang very, it out, so. very good. Um, the album's called Pillow on the Sofa for a middle-aged man like myself, who's been, uh, I believe, all three of us in this room actually have been married for more than twenty years. Is that we correct? have been. That's rare. So, yep. Pillow on the Sofa, uh, it's a little triggering. I would like to know why you called your album Pillow on the Sofa. Well, we have a, a this this noteworthy savior song. There's a line in the the song that's uh, there's, a, there's a pillow on the sofa that no one seems to love. I try to keep it company. For alone is not enough, and that's Jesus the thing. So it's Christ, kind of a thing. you're dark, man. So it's, it's kind of like a, you know, it's kind of a... I'm going to be honest with you. I've known Rich for a very long time. <laughs> I met I met Rich back in the late 70s, and um, uh, he's not like a normal person. Like, I'm not going to tell people what he did, but I remember one day coming over to your house, because you and I, I mean, we saw each other many days a week, yes, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, we were right just two doors down, the closest in age of any of the friends on the block. But, I mean, you you wrote graffiti in pen on your own bedroom wall that was not what normal people would write on your wall. Yeah. I did. I, didn't, I got a lot of trouble for it, too, later on when my mom found out about it. Finally so, walked yeah. into the room and was like, what, what are you the... doing? <laughs> By the way, uh, my best to Carol, because I like her very, very much. So, you've got a new record that will be out in about two weeks' time. Yep. Yep. If people want to order it in advance or want to learn more in the meantime, if they go to Bandcamp, they just look up Tragic Hands, yep. all one word? Yep, yep. 
All right, very good. Now then, I imagine, obviously, things are up and down, right? Omicron seems to be threatening to shut everything down. Are you even giving some vague sort of entertaining idea to going out and playing some shows to promote the new release? Yeah, we're actually playing tomorrow night at Eagles. Oh! Try that out, so... Okay, so that would be Friday the 5th of February? Yep, or the 4th. It's 4th tomorrow. Oh, it's the 4th? I don't know. It is the 4th tomorrow. 4th is tomorrow. Yep, you're right. So the 4th and... uh, So we're playing, doing that, so we'll just be heavily masked up and all that stuff. Right. When we're not playing anyway. So Proof of Vax, anything like that? Yeah, they have that there. Yeah. Okay, see, I, I went to grab breakfast this morning, and they're like, I'm sure you have a Proof of Vax card. And I was like, I don't. Uh, sure. and, but luckily I had a, a photo on my phone, yep. so I was able to, but I mean, like, I feel like that's better, right? That's yep. smarter. Like, let's let's tamp this thing down. Like, we don't have to be weird. It doesn't have to be political. Let's just all stop being sick and dying. Yeah. So Seems reasonable. Yep. All right. So after that show, would you like to do more shows? Do you have any more plans? Yeah, we have one that's going to be uh, March 26th. We're, pl- we're going to be playing with uh, Kid Dakota at Mortimer's. Right on. So that's kind of in the works, planning and stuff. So and you said, I'm sorry, that's the 26th? The 26th of March. Got it. So, yeah. All right. So, Very good. Well, month away. I hope the record goes over well, man. Sounds yeah. good when I've heard of it so far. Cool. And um, good luck. Tragic Hands is the name of the band. Rich Horton is my guest. Before we say our final goodbyes, we are going to thank every one of our Patreon members, right? So here we are more than two years later, 220 yep. plus episodes in. And without our Patreon members early on, we could not have gotten off the ground, right? It's part of the reason why we have this studio. It's, it's largely the reason, in yeah. addition to the good people at Smart Start. But over the years, I mean, well, literally now, more than a couple of years, you know, the number of Patreon supporters has gone down because they're like, oh, they got this thing up and running. It's good. And it's true. Yeah. But, but Patreon members are still an important part of the lifeblood of what we do here. And as we start to move forward, again, fingers crossed, man. I'm just so tired of everyone getting sick, and I'm a little gun shy. I know Sean is a little bit too, since yep. we're both coming off having it. When we get just a little more in the clear, doesn't have to be yep. all the way in the clear, but a little more in the clear, we are going to start promoting a series of upcoming uh, events that our Patreon members will be invited to first and foremost, as well as any previous guest on the show. Well, I think some people dropped off because they maybe lost their job and we were dealing with the pandemic, so we couldn't give them the benefit of these right. free shows, but they will be coming back. We're working on a partnership that I can't discuss right now, but we're go working on. on a partnership that could uh, give us a great venue to go back to uh, every other month and do something for the Patreon members then. So. Once we are in the clear, at least safe enough, we're going to plan our next event. Hopefully in the next, probably not next month, but maybe in in April. Let's not make any promises, but do understand this. I will make the promise that Sean and I, if you've listened to this show once, if you listen to it a dozen times, if you listen to it more than 200 times, you know that Sean and I believe in this community. We believe in music and we are not, I mean, yeah, we occasionally throw out swear words like we're some of those bad kids hanging out by the pines. Because we're in a clubhouse. Yeah, well, we're hanging out in the pines back by the back <laughs> of the playground. Um, but we we believe in it, right? And we want to do right by you. And so the people who are there for Patreon, you know, we got you tote bags. That's not enough. We had hoped to do live shows monthly, bi-monthly, whatever the case may be. We are going to get back to it. So for those of you who have hung on, I promise you, you're going to get first priority. And if anybody wants to know more, patreon.com slash Brian Oak Show. You can learn more. You can jump on board because motherfucker, we're gonna get back to it right? yes we are I, whenever, so whenever it's cool whenever it's cool we're I'm going to a get show back in a to month it. now because of the stupid son of a bitch damn it sean i'll see you next time all right sounds great all right nice to meet you Rich. <laughs> nice to meet you too all right thanks to sean bernard thanks to smart start mn thanks to all of our patreon members thanks to the good people over at audio quip audioquip.com there's a couple of audio quips out there so yeah. beware the imitators look for the little red logo that's got the a circle thing going on in the middle there talk to nate and his crew as people start to get back out there as you start to you know rant like a madman in the middle of the town square but you need that pa <laughs> to take it to the next level whatever town you might crier need. kind of thing or? exactly but okay. more of a woo, doo, doo, the ancient, like a barker uh, the ancient okay. cephalopods oh! brought the seed to the earth nice. i'm thinking more one of the uh, trust me i'll be there one day you if will. i live that long anyway audio i tried audio quip i really tried audio quip and audioquip.com to find out more about them and just thanks to everybody who listens who's been a guest on the show who promotes amplifies shares whatever we really appreciate you listening to the show rich what the hell are you going to do with february 
February. Yeah. Well, we got the gig. Try to promote the album as much as possible. I'm not is... talking about your band, man. Oh, what are you talking about? I'm talking about Rich Horton. Rich Horton. What are you going to do in February? I mean, again, I'm, not that everybody has to have like a, a, a five-week plan, a five-month plan, a five-year plan, but is there anything that kind of like is a small blip on your horizon that you're looking forward to? Oh, yes. At the end of this month, my... Um my mom, Carol, bought a uh, timeshare at Breezy Point like so many people did back in, uh, 20, 30 years ago or whatever. Yeah. So she has that set up there, and uh, nobody wanted to use it. So I'm going up there on uh, Friday the 25th and spend a week there pretty much oh, by, my, by myself. That so, sounds wonderful. I'll, I'll write some songs, do some writing, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Sean, can you imagine being at a resort for a week by yourself? No. That would sound so nice. It, that sounds like little cherubs kissing my face, except I'm by myself. Yeah. Yep. If I told you what I was doing earlier today, which I won't say in the air. Please! <laughs> I was cutting the frozen shit out of my dog's butt oh. uh, and then shampooing it. Um, I was pretty sure you said you weren't going to tell us. Well, you said, please tell me. <laughs> no, I meant please don't. Oh, I thought you meant please do. But that's what I was doing. So Enough if I could bitch. trade you... And not be cutting the frozen crap. <laughs> Why do we get a dog? Rich, um, <laughs> thanks for coming on the show. Uh, I may have done irreparable damage to your potential in your career. Yeah, but it's too. good to see you again, man. And um, we haven't seen each other in quite some time. Yeah, it's been a little while, yeah. It has been. So it's good to see you again. Good luck to Tragic Hands. You can find them on Bandcamp. The new record's out in just a couple of weeks. Pillow on the Sofa major trigger by the way um so you can find out more there now we're going to go and we're going to leave with a song that you threw in at the last minute that you referenced early on in the show by joe jackson and i think even when i was young i think i dismissed joe jackson too much i'm like he's some fancy boy with his white jazz shoes playing the piano and a little too cocksure and as i've grown older i realized that joe jackson probably hasn't ever put out a bad record and then this song was heavy. This song mattered to me because I, once I got that girlfriend in high school, yeah, I was jealous, man. And there were other suitors. Was who that were Kim or Ann? Or why don't you mind your own what business? Was it Kim? Was it Kim? Yeah, it was Kim. Oh, sweet, sweet Kim. Don't you dare. <laughs> Anyway, my point was, you all of a sudden, like, if it hit at the wrong time, right? Like, so you're sitting there, most days you're fine, you're an idiot, you're playing Atari, it doesn't matter, beating off in the shower like Rich, or whatever. Um, <laughs> just kidding. He's I never like coming back again. I met like Sean. Yeah. Um, but all of a sudden, like, if you all of a sudden you were in one of those weird little spirals where you're like, I know that dude was into her. What? And then this comes on the radio. <laughs> Fuck me! Why did you pick? Why are we? Why are we ending with this song? Why do you like this song, Rich? I don't know. I just kind of like the the vision it gives. You know, kind of his his reverence and kind of what you know, what the hell's going on? You know, kind of thing. So, and it always uh, kind of touched me. I'd be in a little tennis racket, pretending <laughs> I was singing along in the a little air guitar. Yeah, a little air guitar in the in my room and listening to my sound design stereo and stuff back in the day. So, I always just enjoyed it. And I actually got to see him in the original band. Play Look Sharp at First Avenue was probably like 10, 15 years ago. Wow. But they were doing the whole album? Yeah, they did the whole album with, really? the, with the original band. And was it, was, it great? It was amazing. Oh. It was amazing. I love stories like that. Yeah. Rich, you have a good 2022, all right? You too. All right, Thanks. here is Joe Jackson. Tonight's 
pass the night when I go to all the parties down my street. I wash my hair and I kid myself I look real smooth. Look over there, well, there. Here comes Jeannie with her new boyfriend. They say the looks don't count for much, and so there goes your proof. Is she really going out with him? Is she really gonna take him home tonight? Is she really going out with him? Something going wrong.